Welcome back, folks, to the Get a Grip on Lighting podcast. Before we start, I'm going to put my phone on mute. That's right. That's a good idea always when you're doing a podcast. Today's show, we got Stephen Perry, 1000bulbs.com. Oh, yeah. We're going to get into it with him. We promise we're not going to talk about any COVID-19, though. That's a deal. That's right. No COVID today. But before we get there, we got to go to the easy folks, Greg, at Keystone Technologies, K-E-Y-S-T-O-N-E-T-E-C-H.com, brother. No, I don't know what we're going to talk to Steve about today, but I have a feeling of a few things, and light, light made easy maybe. might be one of them. <laughs> maybe light bulbs, but <laughs> maybe changing the way lighting was done. And I think Keystone did a great job of that. You know, a lot of companies just kind of put out what they thought was right. Keystone actually listened to customers, put the right product out, makes it easy for people to understand lighting, to get lighting, and to have the benefits that come from it. So check out Keystone for all your LED needs. Great supporter of distributors as well actually and mm -hmm. super innovative uh you got to go to keystonetech.com that's k-e-y-s-t-o-n-e-t-e-c-h.com of course proud members of the national association of innovative lighting distributors that's right where it all started man and if you want to check out our educational suite of products i know all three of the guys on this call have people in our educational products and of course ellis evolve we got coming out hot we got mark ray talking health effects we got John Davenport talking about Flickr. We're going to do a bunch of dark sky modules with uh, Pete Strasser from the IDA all coming out in the next month or so. So go to nail.org. That's N-A-I-L-D.org. But for right now, what's up, Stephen Perry? Good morning, Toronto. Hey. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Don't stop believing. Uh, oh, I broke my own rule. I broke go. my own rule. Sorry about that. Go. That's okay. <laughs> my Don't bad. stop believing. <laughs> yeah. What you got going on down there in Texas, brother? You guys, you know what? I've always admired Thousand Bulbs um, and Kim Pedersen and, and what you guys have been doing down there, uh, you know, leading the online charge and, you know, sort of um, taking distribution to another level. Uh, how did it all start uh, with Kim and Thousand Bulbs years ago? Yeah, you know, Kim... Um... Kim is a entrepreneur at heart, and uh, he got in the lighting business back in the 70s up in the, the Nebraska area, uh, you know, just working uh, where he could, uh, working for who he could, uh, wound up moving to the Dallas area uh, back in 79, uh, still working uh, at the distribution level, more of a door-to-door, -door old-school salesman, which if you sat down and talk with him, it, that is coursing through his veins. He's a door-to-door -door salesman. Uh, in 2021. So uh, sometimes that's a that's a ship that's hard to steer. Uh, but Kim Pedersen's a great leader. So uh, 79, uh, he was bustling. He, he but he wanted to do something for himself. Uh, so he started his own company. Uh, he uh, it, he'll tell the story. He had two saw horses in the door. That was his desk. He and his wife were the first employees, and they were hustling. Uh, they were selling bulbs to places like the Reunion Tower. In Dallas, I'm not sure if you've ever seen the big, uh, the big needle-looking uh, ball in the sky. But he would go and, and sell the, the heavy filament 130 volt light bulbs that go outside that nobody wants to change more than once a year. Uh, but the the internet uh, became a reality starting in the early 90s. In 1996, he launched 1000bulbs.com, uh, first iteration of it. Uh, I don't I don't know what that website looked like. Uh, so, but, uh, that was what over 25 years ago. Uh, and, and we've seen many iterations of it. I started with him in 2005 personally, uh, one of, uh, five salesmen at that point. Um, so here we are today with 35 salespeople. We've got 20 to 25 people in the customer service department. We have over 200 employees 
heavy in the distribution area, online retailing. So it's it's a really it's a great success story. For sure. Now you guys are located in where in Texas again? Right we're in Dallas. Dallas. Yeah, well, so okay. you know, we, we whenever we're talking to somebody, we, we we just call it Dallas. But we are literally corporate offices in a little uh, suburb called Garland, Texas. We actually just moved our distribution center to a brand spanking new 200,000 square foot facility in Mesquite, Texas. Uh, literally this week, uh, we uh, we are wow. moved, we have finished the move. State of the art technology uh, uh, in terms of uh, the just the the packing. Uh, the manifest, uh, receiving every, we probably don't know how many trucks we get in every day. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's really, really a great part, a uh, great thing to be a part of. What kind of lighting did you put in this new facility? So, well, our own, first of all. Um, so <laughs> okay. uh, number one, but we, you know, we, we uh, actually have, uh, if you want to be specific, uh, it's 40 to 45 feet uh, are the, are the, the ceiling heights and we've got 300 watt linear high bays. Uh, with aux sensors, uh, some emergency backups when needed, and the sucker is lit like you wouldn't believe. Yeah, I don't know how many. I think over 350 of those fixtures are installed right now. That's great. Exterior? Do you do LED there? You know, the, yeah, we don't control the exterior. Uh, you know, it's it's a uh, it's it's about I don't know, I think when I went out there about a, six weeks ago, I think I noticed 10 or 12 uh, different uh, units. So we are we were one of the first leases to move in, but yeah, we don't unfortunately get to control the the outside lighting. But I mean, it is brand new, so absolutely it's LED. Good. And what is your role there specifically? So I transitioned uh, last year, early last year, out of the uh, the sales account manager role. Uh, Kim called me, and I've known him for a while, obviously, and he just kind of needed uh, somebody to step in with him and maybe penetrate with him the marketing aspect, the purchasing aspect, the training aspect, just someone to kind of be a right-hand man. We didn't know what to call it. He eventually called it his liaison. So, uh, you know, if, if I have a title, it's senior manager slash liaison. You know, uh, we have we have two very accomplished sales managers that I had the, the fortune of working with and as salespeople, and they were promoted four or five years ago. And, uh, you know, we have, uh, we have, VP of marketing, we have VP of merchandising, uh, we have VP of operations. I kind of get my hands dirty and everything and report back to him without being a mole. So um, yeah, it's, it's a really good role. It's, it's, I'm basically learning the business, so which is uh, a I got good a job for the li liaison. Yeah, tell, gotta, talk to me. You got to tell Kim Pedersen he's got to come on the show at some point. Uh, well, a great <laughs> honor for us. There, I met him years ago. No, I met him yeah, years ago. Yeah. He's an, he's definitely a different kind of dude. Like when you meet him, um, mm -hmm. there, there's something you know. There's something different about him. No, his presence speaks volumes. Yes, absolutely. Yes, he has a presence. He's one of those guys that, as soon as you see him, there's something about him that's different. You know it right away. And I'm using yeah. the word different because most people um, like that are, uh, you know, they're a mixture of different things and they're hard to quantify. Like what he's built at thousand bulbs is nothing short of uh, phenomenal actually in lighting, in the lighting industry. And so there has to be things about him that are unique and special and we would love to have him. So that's, that's, you're getting an assignment from the hey, host to get a grip on. There we go. I can, if, if, if that was the only reason for coming on this <laughs> podcast, Show's over. then mission accomplished. <laughs> Let's cut 
and uh, let's let's cut it and go. So I, th- I mean, listen, you, he, his time is your time. I mean, he, he'd be honored to come on. Now, whether or not you're ready for him, that's another story, and that'd be on you. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I think ready. I think I think it would be a wonderful conversation that that you know your audience I think would thoroughly enjoy. Mm-hmm. So, so now from your role and and with Thousand Bulbs, um, you said you have 35 salespeople. That's true. And we're growing that this year. We want to add about 15 more. So did you have, uh, looking back and maybe you already answered it here, but in February, 2020 to February, 21, you have more employees. We've actually, you know, we've had a few casualties of war, right. With the, you know, with the, the, what what we're calling the, we calling that the, the, the ill, the pandemic that we cannot name. Is that what we're doing today? Okay. So, you know, we, we, we had some, uh, we had some casualties, but really we were positioned to, uh, to withstand a lot of stuff. And we have, mm-hmm. we actually added, uh, I want to say seven to 10 new employees through it all last year, just in the, in the account manager's role. Um, and our account managers, uh, you know, the tenure there can be anywhere from six months to 15 years right now. Um, uh, there's 35 of them uh, and, and it's, it's diverse. Uh, it's actually, uh, it's female led out there. Uh, which is significant, um, you know. If, if a lot of our company actually is female-led, uh, and so uh, which we actually we we are not embarrassed to we want to portray that, right? I mean, that's something that we're proud of, um, you know, from VPs on down to account reps, uh, and so you know their their role they they jump in day one. They're talking to customers now. Some you know they, they're starting talking to residentials uh, customers. You know they're they're learning the ropes, but eventually they're talking to corporations that have 150 locations and we're talking about how can we light every single square foot that you have so and, and most of my day and my role aside from being kim's you know liaison is specifically i train uh so i do product training uh sales technique training uh just kind of parlaying you know whatever experience i had into how can i how can i make our staff better uh and that's a learning process and that's where nailed really you know, I, I've told people enough times, if I had taken nailed as I was an account rep, I would have sold a lot more. There's no doubt about it. I just took it six months ago. Yeah. He's so talking I, about LS1 in the, in the suite. LS1, yeah. And LS Evolve as well is, is uh, I don't know if you have your people in it yet. Um, Not yet, but I've I'll heard give, of it, yes. I'll give you an example on that. And I actually want to talk about the women issue a little bit because I, I, sure. I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get on. If that's okay, Greg, I know you wanted to say something. Yeah. But, no, you go. You know, you go. LS Evolve is um, an interesting um, – uh, My, I'll give an example. Yeah, just yesterday, um, one of my guys had finished LS Evolve, and he came to me, and he's like – he watched Brian Brandis's track light video. Now, a lot of distributors don't sell track lighting, Okay. I don't know why. We do. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, all of us can, but a lot of people aren't actively selling it. It's very high profit, high margin stuff. And uh, he came to me. He's like, I want to buy these Satco track lights right after he took the LS Evolve module. And so it, they have interest. So like, it really works as a sales tool to put, um, uh, uh, um, uh, what is it, uh, non, uh, like get, get people thinking about the scope of different types of things they can sell to customers. So it's interesting. Well, but commenting yeah, on your... Sure, go ahead. I'm your sorry. Women, go ahead. Your women issue, the, the point you made about women and being proud of that. So we, Greg and I, did a bunch of series on um, women in the lighting industry. Okay, and it, I find this an interesting phenomenon that the idea that there isn't that the the lighting industry isn't welcoming to women is a new idea 
by that millennials and Gen X's have adopted. But if you talk to women in the lighting industry that are older, they all report that there's no barriers and no issues. Yeah. And there never was. Interesting. Yeah. And it, maybe it's a mindset, you know. It's and, a mindset. And it, it, people are telling it, it, people that it's a problem. But if yeah. you look at all the top scientists in lighting, other than Mark Ray, they're all women. Okay. And you can see women all over the place in lighting, not just in lighting design, but in lighting distribution as well. And we yeah, talking electrical stuff. I mean, you're getting, yeah. getting dirty and talking, talking, not just the basics, but the complex stuff. And, you know, and, and that, and that, that's nothing to do with us training. That's just, I mean, that's intelligence. That's confidence. And yeah. So and being I, I able don't, to, to this do idea the job. that there's no women in this idea that this is a new thing in lighting, that lighting is now becoming welcoming to women is, 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 I think is a fallacy. And I, I don't think that people should hang their hats on that. And, um, you know, I, we, we talked to Carol McGlogan, who is, uh, um, she now runs ElectroFed in Canada. Um, she worked for Phillips and she came on and we, we struggled to get her. And she ended up saying that actually she felt like it was easier being a woman in lighting than it. than she felt like some of her colleagues that were men. So, I'm not so I'm not so sold on this uh, pop culture idea that people apply to the lighting industry and say that you know the lighting industry is not friendly to women. That's not what older women report, and it seems to be something that people have taken from Instagram or Facebook and tried to apply to somewhere that it doesn't belong. And so that's my point on that. And sure, sure. Yeah, from my experience, I've seen some good old boy networks, especially down here in the deep south. Who maybe don't want to uh, entertain the idea of talking with a, a lady sales rep to get their business, and I've seen that personally have to be overcome. So I'm just I'm proud of our I'm proud of our staff out here because uh, they've they've been able to at least overcome down here uh, in my neck of the woods uh, that stereotype sometimes that you know there's only a certain people I'm going to talk about elect electrical stuff with, and it's not you, um, you know what I mean? And so that's, it's just a different experience, maybe. Um, but I can tell you, it's it's something that that uh, we're, we're we're certainly happy to have that here, um, and whether it's a big thing or, or not a big thing, it's it's something that uh, I look. I mean, I'm looking across the room right now, and and that's I I can listen to phone calls, and it would blow you away the, the just the the strength and the salesmanship and and the level of knowledge, and and it, and it doesn't matter. But I've I've been on the phone calls, I've listened to phone calls with a guy on, on the other end, he doesn't believe what you just said. You know, so sometimes it is something to overcome, and and it's a good thing that it's happening. Well, we'll have to disagree sure. on that. Um, and I'm not taking my word for it. We've talked to a lot of women in the business, and they were reticent to report this. Um, they were disagreeable on making the points you just made. And sure, yeah, sure. So that's fair. I mean, <laughs> and I invite anybody that wants to come on the show and to discuss it anytime, of course. And we're going to get some blow. <coughs> Excuse me. We're going to get some blowback on social media, as I always do. But you know what? Anyone that wants to come on the show and disagree with me about that, we did a deep dive on that, and it was very difficult to find. And so I don't like the problem I have with this, and I hate to take a turn here, but this is supposed to be a podcast, and it's supposed to be interesting and, and, and develop discourse. But I find that. People are retroactively applying these things in places that are not appropriate. And I always like to push back a little bit. And if people, like you said, hey, man, your observation is different. I'm not going to take your anecdotal experience and say you're wrong about that um, on your experience in life and old boy networks and all this kind of stuff that you refer to. I just don't see the lighting industry as ever being unwelcoming to women. 
And sure. Um, and I don't think, yeah, I, I can appreciate that for sure. Okay. All right. Now that we've cool. settled that, Greg Eric. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> this, this, this yep. fisticuffs from Toronto to Dallas is pretty intense. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm in between you guys. So let's tone it down. Um, the sales reps you have, are they yep. all in your Texas location or are they all over the place or remote or where are they at? So the, for the most part, they're here in Dallas in the office. Uh, we, we do okay. actually have a couple of, of reps for, for different reasons who are actually outside of the state. Uh, and we have mm -hmm. a couple here in the Dallas here that work from home that started remotely uh, during the pandemic. And it just worked out for them. It, it just it worked out that they were they were uh, more productive uh, in, in the way that they do business. So there was no reason to bring them back. Uh, but but yeah. the third third the thirty five uh, out of the thirty five thirty one I believe are actually in the office right now today. Got it, and that's kind of one of the things Mike and I have talked about before. Is lighting seems to be regional to some degree? For you guys, no. I mean, you're no, all over the place because it's online. Not at all. Now, yeah. and and I've always felt that you need some presence in person. You know, again, this is just my own experience from the lighting I've done. Do you guys do any in person or is everything you're doing online and on the phone? Yeah, it's all online on the phone. And this is where Mr. Pedersen would come in and go, yes, I agree with you 100% old school door to door in person sales. And so there's a segment that we probably we're just not getting to right now that we would love the opportunity to meet. And that's something that we it's always on the table. It's always how can we secure more business. I mean, we're in this, you know, it's a business, right? That's, that's why we do this. Uh, and that's a part of the market that we know they do not shop with online retailers. Um, they're, uh, they're looking uh, at, at their specifications and they're, they're talking to people in their area with their uh, marketing or their distribution reps. Uh, and they're going, how, where can I get this material? And, and those people not necessarily talking to us uh, and we get that. Uh, so yeah, that's the, I think that's always something that's a, it's an obstacle, uh, as far as revenue goes, but it's one that we've overcome pretty well with our business model. I mean, there, there, there's still a lot of business that likes to do, uh, likes to shop online. Uh, and then I think we're, you know, we're not the only ones that have our model where we lure you in with the online website, but then we show you what we can do, which is a white glove service. Uh, with your account, with a corporate account, a business account, and mm. you know, um, and and you know, it's the I've always viewed the website as a springboard, and the springboard is to uh, a, someone that you can get uh, you uh, you can give all your lighting needs to, and say, I don't want this little pest on my desk anymore. Steve, you take care of it. Mm. This is this is what I need each month. You do it. I don't want to worry about it. So, and, and that's, that's and we do that really well. That's the difference between, and I wanted to ask you this, that's the difference between, say, like selling on a marketplace like eBay or Amazon or something like that and, and your website where you can kind of, I like the word lure you used. That's very, very interesting that it's like, that's like the, the front gate and then you come into the thousand bulbs world of uh, ancillary right. services and white glove like you use. It's like, hey, you want to buy light bulbs? Great. But if you really want to buy you take care of your lighting system, say hello to our 35 sales reps and our, out, our sales team over here oh. that can really help you. That's an excellent strategy, Steve. It, um, it works and it's relational. I mean, it really yeah. is. I mean, I, you know, and you know, I have, I have, I've been out of the sales for about 18 months. Um, I have customers that call me daily that I haven't talked to two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight years. 
but they call me direct or they email me and say, hey, can I get this for you again? And I haven't seen them. Well, I strike that in the Dallas area. I, I had a lot of Dallas customers. I did go see them face to face. And to your point, it actually does help it, it. When you put a face to a voice or an email, your business expands. Uh, but I had many, many what I would call friends uh, throughout the country that mm. I was their light bulb guy. Right. Mm -hmm. That's who I was to them. They, they weren't buying from 1000 bulbs anymore. They're buying from Steve Perry. And, mm -hmm. and that really is. The, but but that's the experience that makes 1000 bulbs better, mm -hmm. makes it more profitable. Is that they're buying? I mean, that I was their face-to-face -face guy. They just never saw my face. So now that you've transitioned, to which this is not new a bad role, thing, that's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> but now that you're in this new role, and they're still reaching out to you, what are you doing? Are you taking care? Or are you passing it on to a new rep? No. So most of my accounts have been reassigned, right? And I, okay. I handpicked some of those, and some of them were just, you know, we all of our reps they could have three to four thousand accounts in their name, right? Uh, but really the, what are, what are, you know, butter and their bread are about, you know, 200 to 500, uh, you know, really relevant daily, weekly, you know, quarterly accounts. Uh, it's, those are all taken care of. I mean, they, they get passed along and, and, uh, and if they're, uh, you know, if, they, if, if it's a marginal account, we'll find somebody to take care of them. I typically will try to talk to them once just to, just to ease a transition. Uh, and also because I just like talking to them. I mean, you know, if you're in, if, if you're in sales and you don't like people, then you shouldn't, you know, you're, you're not, then you're not in sales. Actually, you're, you're doing, you're, mm -hmm. you're, you're getting a paycheck. So I was in sales and I like people. And, you know, even when they're disagreeable, like your cohort over here, I still like them <laughs> and, and I would love to have the conversations with them. And sometimes it wasn't about lighting, you know, sometimes mm -hmm, sure. it was about life. It was sure. about their kids. Mm -hmm. um, if I can just tell one story, there was a gentleman who, who was an online customer? He, we lured him in, right? He was an electrician in California, and um, his name. His, I'm going to say his name if that's okay, because he's a. If he's a okay with it, if you know he's going to well, be okay with it, yeah, and sure. He, he well, I'll tell you. In, in at the end of the story, you'll understand. His name was John Gibson, and uh, he had a problem with with something, and uh, he called to get it handled, and I didn't handle it the way he thought I should, and he called me out on it, and it actually changed the way I did business. And he mm -hmm. was right. Uh, uh, and it was a simple thing. It wasn't even, it wasn't an egregious thing. It was something simple. And, and John and I became very, very good friends. And he didn't spend a lot of money. He might've spent $5,000 a year with us as an electrician. Mm -hmm. um, maybe a little more, but it, it, the point was, he started sending me, he was a hot air balloonist and it was a motorcycle enthusiast. And I would get pictures of him and his son on a hot air balloon trip. You know, and, and we would just talk about life, you know, as he was buying lighting. Uh, and then and then uh, I got a call from his wife. He actually he, he developed Lou Gehrig's disease. He's passed. But I mean, I, when when one of your clients passes and their wife calls you, then you've done your job. And that's mm. and that's kind of what 1000 Bulbs is all about. I and mean, we we're not just an online retailer. Uh, we are absolutely, uh, you know, a relation built face to face, even though we don't see you opportunity for you to buy your lighting and to be that guy for you, that gal for you, that person for you. We, we are your lighting. We want to be an expert where the nailed comes in. Right. But uh, we are your lighting person. I'm going now. Uh, <laughs> I, mine's quick. And okay, easy. Go, go, go. Um, when you do your calls, have you ever, are you doing zoom calls or phone calls? Or emails? No, or they're phone calls. Of... Yeah, you know, always we phone. okay, we do, we yeah, it's always phone. There's a lot of email traffic 
lots of email traffic. Um, we're we're actually uh, incorporating. We're we're discussing incorporating the engagement through chat because that does seem to be something that that clients like to do. Mm-hmm. So we're we're uh, we're looking into how we can incorporate that into our engagement. Um, but yeah, there's there's a you know the the Zoom thing in a sales pit of thirty five people would it, that would get a little it might get a little weird, you know. So it also uh, wreck your bandwidth on your internet too. Like sure. if everybody was doing sure. Zoom, you'd have to like upgrade. But you know what's interesting? I have a couple of things. I find you know Zoom a bit intrusive. You know, like there's there's a value to the phone that that is different than Zoom. You know, when like for example, when you're talking to someone over Zoom, you have to be you, part of your energy is focused on you know not doing something stupid. Like he, just yesterday, we were recording with somebody, and the guy forgot to turn off his camera, and then he got up and scratched himself, and it was like super weird for everybody. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. but you have to. I've got this it. bottle of water. I don't want to drink it. I don't. Yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah, so. it's like when you're on the phone, you can kind of relax, and and there's a, it's a different vibe, and it's not so intrusive to people. It's like, it's like Zoom is like you got to log on, and then I have to see you, and a lot of people turn their cameras off. It's like it's too complicated. Sometimes it's better just to pick up the phone and make a call. I think you know. I I, I, oh, I really totally agree. That. Yeah. But what I liked about when you talked about Mr. Gibson is this idea that I've always had in the back of my head that you learn from your customers. Your customers teach you. And the ones that are the most disagreeable, so disagreeable folks is a personality trait. It's not good or bad. In fact, agreeable people are probably way more annoying than disagreeable people in the long run. Right. No. Yeah, sure. In the, in the short term, you're never going to get a straight answer out of someone who's high in agreeableness. They're always going to try to figure out what it is that you want to hear and tell you that. It's very annoying um, in a business setting. But these disagreeable customers that are willing to state what maybe everybody else is unwilling to say to you. Like, Steve, you screwed this up. Next time you, you do this, make sure you do it this way. There's probably like 100 people that thought the same thing. But really, we're just too agreeable in their personality traits to bring it up to you. Those and, people and, yeah. that, are, that are willing to actually speak out need to be embraced, man. Bring those people into your world and listen to them. That was uh, almost word for word what he said to me. And, and, and it's been literally 10 years ago, but I can still hear it in his voice. Hey, when you screw that up next time, don't do it like that again. Yeah, sure. I get it. That's easy. You know, and one of the one of the techniques I told people out here is you, you tend to run from what we call RMAs, returns, RGAs. Yes. <laughs> when that when, when you when you know one of the things that happens in our business is that you're in a phone queue, right? So so it's, you know, you're next in line, it's your phone call. You, you just saw the person, you know, ahead of you get the the 20 grand lottery call, right? Sure. And so now it's your turn and your call comes in and it's it's some dude who, you know, bought the wrong a19 and needs to return oh. it you know and, and that that's that's not your lottery call but my point is the returns or it's, it it's an opportunity to be a hero number one right no one likes to deal with mistakes and returns so it's but it's a part of it's a part of the online business right it's mm-hmm. you know you 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 you, I bought a drill at Home Depot one time. I, I dropped it, tore it up, but they took it right back without a problem. It, calling somebody from a thousand miles and returning something is a—it's a little more of a, of a hassle. But it's an opportunity for us to be a hero and to make a client, right? That, and that's—and to make a again, the, the, the idea is we want clients for life, 
And I don't know how many quote unquote online retailers look for opportunities to turn a bad into a good. Uh, we, we're not worried about, you know, the transaction that went wrong. We, again, we're, we're worried about where you're buying your lighting in the next 10 years. And, and, and that one guy with the A19 may be the CEO of a large company. You know, you, you, you treat him right. You never know what's going to happen. So that's really the philosophy when someone does business with us. Um, you know, the other retailers are great. I'm sure there's there's big names out there, but we do have a level of personal engagement. I think that is that no one best. There may be some that equal, but I, I guarantee no one best what we do here when it comes to that. Respect for people should not be curated. You know what I'm saying by who well, that's they a, are. That's a big word. He needs that's a he needs to define that. <laughs> no, so like people say, oh, you have to treat this person with respect because they're this person. That's right. curating. Yes. Like, what are you talking no, you about? Need, it, you treat everybody. The, the, with the, the, the curation was the fact that they're a person, right? Yes. That's that's that, who you respect. Yeah, they called right. us and they're they have a need of some them. kind yes. related to our business, so we respect them. Not because and, and now there's the, you yeah. know they're the CEO right. of some firm or they're a big shooter. Or, or so that's when you're getting it. That's when you're being manipulated. Actually, you're being sure, manipulated absolutely. by that person. If you're like treating them differently because somehow you have some aura that they're imp more important than other people, you are being manipulated. And I want to make a comment yep. on this learning from customers as well, because it's so important. If people are listening, a lot of young people and people listen to this show. If somebody's willing to state an opinion that other people don't want to state and it's risky or it takes guts. They're not trying to be disagreeable. What they're trying to do is point to the truth. And they may be wrong or they may not be exactly right in relationship to their relationship to thousand bulbs, say, or their opinion on women in lighting. But maybe they're trying to point out to you that young women, that the lighting business is not, there's no barriers there. Come on in. Thousand bulbs wants you. Premier Lighting wants you. Atlas Lighting wants you to come work for us. There's not this big problem of patriarchy pushing down on you. It's a very welcoming industry. It pays well, and you can learn a lot, and you can have a great career in lighting. And that's people There's from all backgrounds, all diversity to everybody. The lighting industry is welcoming to you. So you shouldn't feel like there's some sort of barrier that you have to overcome when you come here. Come on in. We want you. And learning from customers, Stephen, the idea that you took that and it applies that's important from a thousand bulbs perspective because thousand bulbs sounds to me like it welcomes that kind of feedback from people. Is that come from Kim as well? Kim will describe himself as an imperfect person living in an imperfect world where everybody expects perfection. You know, so you're constantly failing and learning. You're constantly falling down and getting up. You're constantly learning from mistakes. You know, people who don't make mistakes typically never learn anything. If that's their mentality, I mean, if you think that you're perfect, you're not learning anything at all. And really, the only way to learn is because you did something that might be, quote unquote, a mistake. And you and you figured out, how do I not make that again? I've learned something. So, yeah, there's definitely there's definitely a mentality that gets passed down from the CEO that, hey, we are imperfect people. But let's try to do the best we can. And the way we do that is through education, you know, through uh through being honest and open and having and being able to express those opinions too, right? You've got to be able to be honest with, with what you think, even if you're talking to the CEO. So he'll walk around and he'll have little moments where he'll just, he'll, he'll just, he's very accessible. Uh, he'll come into hmm. the sales pit, the customer service area, the merchant marketing and, you know, and, and he'll engage 
and, and he'll engage with anyone just to see what what maybe a, maybe putting a, a finger on the pulse of what they think, you know, and you know, and sometimes he'll get the correct, um, you know, he'll make the correct assumption from what he hears, and sometimes the liaison will have to go, well, that's not really what they meant, but you know, but we talk about it, and we all learn from it, and and uh, he's he's surrounding himself. Um, with a lot of people who love him, I know that he loves us, and that I, I don't use that word loosely. He really does. He, he you know, he cares for our families. Um, you know, he is. You know, he, we've mentioned Kim. It would, it would, it would behoove me to mention his wife Patsy as well. Mm. I mean, beh- behind any any good man, uh, not not any, but there's sometimes it's a really strong wife uh, partner so to speak. And she's, she's excellent. Patsy Pedersen is the sweetest woman I've ever met in my life. Uh, you know, my mom's not listening, so I can say that. Um, but she is, she, you know, she is, uh, she's really just a sweetheart of a woman. Uh, and when she's up here, the, the lights get a little brighter and that's a horrible pun, but it's just the truth. Um, and so she is, she's, she's fantastic as well. So I want to give her some, some kudos publicly. Uh, that she's uh, she's been very not only supportive but innovative. She 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 handles anything that's uh, filling. Uh, I'm gonna use the word charity related, you know. So she's pushing uh, any ways to uh, take the blessings that we've gotten from this this company and, and passing them on. Um, and and she's that's a, a passion of hers. So it would it would be great for you guys. To, you know, she wouldn't talk to you because she doesn't want any public. You know, she she's she's not the on air person. Uh, but she needs to be uh, she needs to be honored at least on there. So there you go. Nice. Now, in terms of your business, do you have a percentage, or what, what percentage is residential versus commercial? Do you know that number? You know that number. Yeah, I, I don't know the number. Just I wouldn't be able to give you a specific. And I know I'm absolutely percentage. right. What I yeah, yeah yeah. What I know is that number one that the 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 disparity. Uh, it used to be all. It used to be sixty forty residential. You know, maybe 15, 20 years ago, um, it, it's absolutely uh, reversed. Uh, I would say it's probably 65, 70 commercial, uh, you know, with the, with the rest of residential, uh, especially in terms of revenue. Now, traffic may be a bit different, but in terms of revenue, it's absolutely a commercial oriented business. Um, and so, uh, you know, we've we, we've grown from just selling light bulbs and ballast and rope light to, uh, you know, LED fixtures. If you if you've taken the time to get on the website, you'll you'll see that we are deeply entrenched in all things industrial and office LED fixtures, um, and and that's really been the push of the last two years uh, is to is to make sure that hey, you need if you need to supply your two hundred thousand square uh, square foot warehouse, we we've got it not only covered in stock, ready to ship, palletized. It's easy to do. We can get it to you in, in three to four days. You know, um, we're ready to rock Stop and roll that. with that. So we have inventory. Stop that. We, the other people want to sell stuff too, all right? I know. Well, you know, what am I going to do? You gave me the mic today. About, so. There you go. How about of those commercial um, customers, do you have any idea what percent might be contractor versus end user? Uh, you know, again, guesswork. You know, the, the yeah. being able to actually – uh, put a finger on how many that is. Uh, but I would bet, I know personally speaking, um, my two number one, uh, types of accounts were supply houses and contractors. That was my, my niche. Um, and I don't think I was alone in that. Uh, I, I know that, uh, the, you know, 
we do a lot of contractors, but our pricing dictates that the end user goes around them sometimes. I mean, you get great pricing right online. Um, so, you know, it, it's a, it's, sometimes it's yeah, a battle between too, the, con- you? yeah, <laughs> you know, again, again, you gave me the opportunity to say yeah. something, but well, it, you, we, know we, we, you, you said that it, it's Kim's an imperfect man living in an imperfect world with a world that expects perfection. I think your website's pretty perfect, dude, to be honest with you. I really appreciate that. Yeah, a lot of I mean, work. It's... We have, we have in-house and that's in-house. That we do that ourselves. I was going to ask uh, you: Do you have developers yeah. working for you? That was one of the questions I wrote down before. Absolutely. That uh, technology is something that we we wanted to do in house for you know from the beginning, um, and you know we we uh, in all honesty, from uh, how we acquired these particular group of people, I don't know. I mean, it's it's not my realm, uh, but I know I know who they are, and they're fantastic people. Now they and they work remotely as well. They do they do great jobs from their houses, but um, they built this thing. Is and, Thousand Bulbs and, uh, a is Thousand Bulbs a, wet, a development company or a light bulb distributor? You know, we're an online retailer, is what we are. So uh, you know, we 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 built our website in house, but our focus is on you know distributing light bulbs through online retailing. Uh, you know, we, we have our hands in, in a little bit of everything. Uh, you know, if we're not a technology company, you know, we're, we're not going to do well in 2021 moving forward. Right. So we, we've got to be able to, to pivot, you know, as thing, uh, as, as things turn. Um, but our core is we are a sales group and what we sell is lighting mm-hmm. and we sell it online. That that's the core of who we are. You guys have your own brand. No, you're... Oh, sorry. Sorry, Greg. You guys have your own brand. Exactly what I was going to ask. <laughs> you know, we one one KB uh, is the main distributor for uh, PLT Solutions. You know, so we we uh, that that is a uh, an up and coming manufacturing brand, and we're we're their number one rep. So that that's a line of products you're going to see on the website quite a bit, uh, and we're we're fully entrenched in helping them bring that that line at least to, to the general public we also you can see other brands as well that we're distributing pretty heavily i mean you'll see tcp uh, as, a, as a brand on there uh, we 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 have uh, partnerships with acuity uh with hotsley uh, so you know there's we're, we're not beholden to any one brand and that's one of the things i think that has also set us apart is sure. that we we're, we haven't signed a deal to say we're exclusive with anybody uh, we're, if you want to push your products to the general public, we are a place to do that. You said one KP, was that the name of the one company? KB, 1000 1K. bulbs, one okay. KB, B as in oh, bulbs. Yeah, B as in bulbs. So yeah. yeah, yeah. I probably should say 1000 bulbs.com, right? Because sure. you know, again, that's free advertising and Kim would hate me <laughs> if I didn't say that. <laughs> the, um, do you guys sell on Amazon? You know, we used to. And we may have a few products that are still strung out there just because we're trying to get some inventory out. But we made a, a hard right about, I don't know, 15 months ago to stop selling through that, uh, through that channel. Why is that? Yeah, that might be, that'd be an interesting question for you and Kim to talk about, I'm sure. But, huh? you know, really, it, you know, it, it's, we, just, we just felt that it wasn't profitable for us was the main thing. I mean, to be able to, to, to meet that channel's demands, you know, and, and the types of orders that you would see from that, mm. it just didn't really fit what we do well. Mm-hmm. And you can't do all things well. 
So, you know, we, we, we tried it, we did it. Um, and we don't do it anymore. This, uh, PLT, what is that? Is that precision light technology? Is that what it stands for? Uh, precision lighting and transformers uh, is, Transform, okay. is what that is. Yeah, yeah. And, and are you guys yeah, the there. only distributor of them? Is that what you said? You know, I, we we very well may be. Uh, you know, I know that I, in my supply houses, I would get requests for those products. They're spec, they show me the spec sheets. And yeah, we got that. That's that's something that we can handle for sure. So, Sure. And what do you know what your highest moving skew is of all the products? Um, you know, actually I do. Uh, in terms of revenue, uh, it's a two by four panel that is <laughs> color, color selectable, water selectable. So, and it's, it's been by far, well, not, well I don't want to say by far, but it's certainly the one that, that, that is Kim's little, you know, his little crown, right. That he likes to mm -hmm. tout that, Hey, you know, look how many of these we sold this month and this month and this month. And he's, you know, we're all proud of it. But yeah, it's just, it's a, it's a two by four backlit panel. It's, you can, you know, it's a well-priced, uh, very competitive. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, we'll sell pallets and pallets at a time. How about, so that even volume wise, that probably is the highest moving? Uh, it's one of them. If not, yeah, if, if it's not the, it's, it's one of them. We do well with tubes. We do well with high bay fixtures, UFOs. Um, you know, yeah, we also, by the way, cover your ears over here. We do well with incandescent light bulbs too. You know um, what? You, you know what? You know, There's a and, demand for that. I mean, and, and we absolutely there is. And I would say this uh, too. I would say this as well. It's going to emerge. So they actually invented, um, I read an article that they invented a high efficiency incandescent lamp. Okay. So that not quite the lumens per watt of LED. But they do something um, with the filament and the coat. It can't be clear, but they have created a a lamp that competes um, from a German company. But I, I believe that, so my house is 50-50 uh, incandescent in LED. And the reason why is because I've been doing the lighting, got a group on lighting podcast for so long that I've noticed that there is something to incandescent and the infrared waves that is important for human health. And they haven't figured out what that is yet. And I've asked all the top scientists, but I believe that we need a certain amount of incandescent light in our homes for health reasons. And I don't know why that is. And dim to warm and warm color temperatures are not the whole story. There's something to the fire with heat and the light and the waves that is important for our circadian rhythms. As humans, I think we evolved in firelight and so I, I think and a large percentage of the population out there knows this intuitively for some reason. They like an instinct almost, yes. right? It's, it's built within them. Yeah. Yes. They're drawn to they're drawn to it. Yes. You know, and again, Kim would agree with you on that. I mean, he, he loves incandescent lighting, loves mm. it, um, you know, and, and it, the consumers, you know, it's it's <laughs> we're not going to talk politics, but it, you, you can hear some really good conversations when it comes to incandescent lighting uh, on, on the back end of phone calls in terms of why I can't get it or why I can't get it or why it's evil or what. We whatever. can talk it's, about it's regulations. Well, let's yeah. talk about regulations. You know, it, let's talk about regulations. You know, it, we got a little, yeah, we got a little feedback here going at the crept into the show. Scott's, wor uh, Scott's working on it. Okay. But we can talk about regulations and crude regulations that eliminate lighting categories should not be engaged in by states and provinces and governments. If they want yeah. to eliminate, say, the 400-watt metal halide, 
that's a good bulb to maybe get rid of. You know what I'm saying? Like select certain technologies which are massively pervasive and, re and make those illegal. But the idea of eliminating a category, like you can't sell halogen and uh, uh, incandescent lights in California, that's not good for California, okay? No, there, it's there's not. A lot of good, there's a lot of applications where they, the, there's only incandescent and halogen lights for those applications. There isn't anything else. Yeah, I, I agree. And, you know, I, I'm not going to profess to know the origins of the regulations and the, the laws that have gone into effect and who started what. All I know is that there's a lot of people who want to buy incandescent light bulbs. Sure. Yeah. Uh, they, they love the way they look. Uh, they love the way they dim. Mm -hmm. they, they don't. There is a there is a little bit of a mindset that this, they don't last a long time. But in the proper setting, they can last a long time. Um, um, Especially when they're dim, and yeah, and that's the proper setting, right? And and that's why you want them. You you want to be able to have that mood, uh, that glow. I I I use a very very sophomoric you know way of talking about it. It's just a nice glow, sure, right? It, yeah. It's something you can't get with an LED or that's with a, the infrared a, a CFL. heat, the infrared yeah. light, and the heat that's coming out of it that your body feels. It's a feeling. Incandescent lights are delivering sure. a feeling as well as a light source. And LED you know, lights offend that. They don't just, they're not benign. First, they offend yeah. it. When I first came into the industry, uh, the sad lighting, the sad uh, mm -hmm. uh, element Seasonal was, was in play. Disorder for yes. Those and, so, and so the uh, bulb, I don't know if it was Verilux, yeah, that sure. had the neodymium uh coated light bulb that just we couldn't keep it on the shelf you know and then that the 5,6500 kelvin cfl replaced it because you know you just had to have something that made you happier which is the complete antithesis of what you're suggesting right now which is your incandescent light bulb is what you know keeps that that rhythm flowing and, and i think it's just all about who's getting into inside whose head for the most part uh but uh, from a from a pure number standpoint i can show you proof people use them they want to buy them and and we're gonna you know i can't keep gonna, chandelier bulbs keep on available. the shelf i can't keep chandelier yeah. bulbs on the shelf dude we sell so yeah. many chandelier I, bulbs like all different and, shapes and sizes and wattages and bases and everything man they people love them and so whenever yeah whenever i'm trying to you know we do we do have that clientele that they want LED. They have some economic reasons to go LED. They have some energy saving reasons to go LED. So, but they love that incandescent light bulb. And I think about, you know, just restaurants, steakhouses, maybe that have that, you know, you walk in there, what do they want to use? And, you know, so, you know, yeah, I have some suggestions. I have some lamps that I could show you that work almost as well. You know, uh, you talk about a filament based frosted LED light bulb that, that does dim pretty well we have that on the shelf and it does well um you know so the world in other words the world's still trying to mimic the incandescent light bulb because it's so good uh and there are a segment of the population that just demands that effect so let's say let's say for example you can't you reproduce made, it i'm gonna make a i'm gonna make a comparison to you so uh incandescent lights are oh that feedback's driving me crazy now scott you got to figure something out there um, incandescent lights are to uh, are are like candles. They're a form. There's a burning filament inside of it that's delivering uh, a non-visible form of light that is 
Humans know it when they feel it. Period. End of the story. Yeah. And yeah. it's funny. LEDs yeah. flicker when you dim them, and that is offensive. It's not actually oh. benign. It's damaging. Yeah, trust me. We get the phone call that when 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 every other phone call says my my lamps are flickering. Yeah, you know it's offensive. But going back to your candle statement, it's I, I giggle inside because one of the ways, uh, you know, one of Kim's pastimes is trying to figure out what to say about something to get somebody to click on it. I mean, that's I mean, it's like it's like playing uh, the lemonade stand, right? It, 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 how can I describe it uh, to, to click on it? And and he loves the term candle glow, mm. you know. He, he's called the incandescent light lamps candle glow. And when we're talking about twenty two hundred Kelvin on the LED, he calls it candle glow. And, and you know, and I've I've never heard anyone else say that before. So I'm almost going to go, well, crap. Now you're going to make me defer to Kim because I've always hated the term candle glow. And here you are making him the rock star, saying that's what we should say. Well, that's because he's a visionary leader. And so he's maybe, he's way past most people in the industry in terms of what he's thinking about. And he sold so many light bulbs and he thinks about lighting all the time that when he, when he, in his brain, when he conceptualizes LED, he sees the limitations immediately. Whereas other people are caught up in the cascade effect of this is the best thing that ever happened. It's a piece of the puzzle. That's all. LED is part sure. of the puzzle. Yeah. And so is incandescent. If a light is run 24 seven or 12 hours a day or eight hours a day, it should be LED for sure. I, that I'm with 100%. But in people's yeah. homes, incandescent lights should, should be everywhere, in my opinion. Yeah, you won't get any argument from me. And there's, there's and, and, you know, to, to put a little ribbon on that, they're not going to get the economic savings anyway at the house, right? I mean, you know, the, the, the payback is, what, your lifetime? And then you might, you might get the payback, you know. So unless you've got the mega mansion with 10,000 lights in it. Well, then you're, you're, you're um, you know, you're uh, – you can afford whatever. If you can't pay for the whatever light, you that's want, your problem. But if you got to get right, it. but the you know <laughs> absolutely what they're getting from incandescent lights and halogen as well is the health effects that they haven't discovered yet. That's all. That's it. They're getting they're getting the benefits of a fire, a fire light in their home, something akin to candles and fires, which delivers infrared waves, and that's important in the health question. And they just the researchers haven't fi haven't figured that one out yet. Period. End of the story. And Kim knows it, and I know it, and uh, we'll just wait. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And and as we wait, we just try to meet the demands of the people right now. Exactly. So, which is again, if you want your LED, I got it. But if you want your halogen MR MR16, your incandescent BR30 for your house, I got that too. And we got people who know about them still. Right? So, and we stock them, and we're we're ready to go. And to transition back to business on my side, shipping. Are you running into a lot of shipping issues because you ship your product everywhere? Well, you know, if you ship glass across the country uh, to a job that needs to have it done next week, yeah, there's going to be some issues, right, there, in terms of specifics. But in general, we don't have issues uh, shipping. Uh, we, I don't know how many people are in that warehouse that run that that pick pack uh ship get out the door uh very very little breakage i i you know you're gonna ask me for a percentage i don't know the percentage i just know from the years of taking phone calls very little breakage when it comes to glass if it does break guess what it's a nuisance we're going to take care of that nuisance there's not questions asked about how to take care of that we're going to give you your money back on something that breaks 
we, you know, we, we try to be very sensitive with a peanut. You know, people don't like peanuts. Ours are environmentally safe. You know, they, they're going to dissolve. We use paper where we can't use peanuts. Um, and we ship out, I don't know, four or five trucks a day of pallets out the door plus FedEx. Uh, so shipping times are, are, are fairly easy. And, you know, we have the same problems anybody else does in the country when it comes to, you know, the overall pandemic uh, back, uh, you know, the what's happened was a result of manpower and, and shipping issues there. But on our end, we don't have any issues. And then the uh, last item I wanted to ask about is non-lighting product on your website, like PPE masks and things. Are you actually yeah. selling those? Is there any other items that you're doing? You know, the the, thing, the PPE is, you know, it was a response last year, obviously. And we wound up giving away over 5 million masks, you know, uh, instead of selling them. We just, we did a, uh, you spend so much, you get a box of masks. Um, you know, we did, and we, we, we did sell we had some that were, you know, uh, some, some profit as well with the vast majority we gave away. We, we did hand sanitizer at that point too. And some other products, but as far as non-lighting, um, you know, we, we, everything that we do is going to be based with lighting, whether it's, you know, the controls, uh, switches, um, tape, rope light. I'm, I'm trying to think about the website right now. Um, you know, we do have some hydroponic products as well. Uh, so some stuff to, to relate to the seeding and the growing of, you know, we'll, we'll have some stuff there. Um, but it's, it's, uh, in general, all lighting oriented or maybe an ancillary accessory to lighting. Well, Steven, thank you for being a guest on the get a grip on lighting podcast. Um, sure. Coming up on an hour here, folks you made it to the end. And you're listening. If you listen to this podcast, you probably already know about thousandbulbs.com because uh, they're out there. Whenever you search anything on the internet, you find them. I guess Kim Pedersen and I will just wait for the scientists to vindicate our opinions, um, which will happen, I guarantee you. Um, but for before you go, you may want to pull out your phone or your computer, Greg Eric, and they should go to keystonetech.com, brother. That's K-E-Y-S-T-O-N-E-T-E-C-H dot com. What do you got, Greg? That's right. Light made easy, all the LED products you need. They give good samples, too. That's always an important thing we didn't talk to you about today, but that's an important part of lighting is getting samples in people's hands, and Keystone does a great job of that. So the easy folks down at Keystone Tech, of course, National Association of Innovative Lighting the National Association, yeah, we're live. National Association of Innovative Lighting Distributors. Go to nail.org. That's right. All of our people on this show are LS1 trained. Not all, but we're getting there. And we also have LS Evolve and LS2 for you. Come on down. And Stephen Perry, any final thoughts for the listeners at the end of the show here? Hey, I, I appreciate the opportunity. Uh, first time I've been able to speak with a gentleman in the industry like yourself on a podcast. So, Thanks for letting me trip up in the beginning <laughs> and then and sa sa saving it in the end. Uh, 1000bulbs.com, uh, all your lighting needs met, whether you are a homeowner looking to do a little thing or if you've got a business and you need a you need to cover your lighting, all of your, all of your corporate needs, we've got it. Just come to us, phone call, website, we'll take care of you. Before that, go call Atlas Lighting. <laughs> <laughs> We're not but competing. It, there's, there's uh, the iceberg's big, sir. Yeah, we we yeah, got yeah. plenty no, of room for everybody here. Exactly. And Kim Pedersen, I have great admiration for you. Greg and I both do. Yeah, we'll get we'll get you hooked up with him. I think yeah. he'd love to come on your show. Thanks for listening, folks.